Good day. Welcome. You are listening to Conversations from the Porch with your host, author, researcher, and intrepid truth-teller, Jack Hart. Jack is looking at the forest through the trees somewhere on the Cumberland Plateau. Now, from the porch, here's Jack Hart. Veterans Day. It's raining. It's Veterans Day here in uh, America. Uh, Remembrance Day, I guess you guys in Canada call it. And, uh, I don't know what you British people call it. Uh, probably uh, you know, it was thousand-year military tradition. I guess you have. You call it. You must have something, right? Uh, so originally, it's called Armistice Day. It's a celebration of the end of World War One. Okay, in England too. All across Europe. In Australia and stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. Anybody who was involved in World War One. Okay, so in the French, because uh, we have a lot of French listeners. Yes. So, yeah. Okay. So, you know, I I want to start off saying something. Uh, you know, th- 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 I get a lot of comments in the human, uh, you know, from uh, I guess most of our readers served, if not all of them. It's incredible. Uh, you guys kicking themselves in the butt all the time. Oh, you know, you oh, I killed for them, and uh, you know, I, 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 what they I was a sucker, and uh, I, I, now they, get, they have all this remorse because they stop that, stop that. This is not your fault. You proved that you were about something. You know, I got. I wanted to write for veterans today because I wanted to write for veterans. I'm not a veteran myself that I know of, but uh, I have respect for men that aren't afraid to uh, take a chance with their own life. Uh, uh, The people I have no respect for, and I've told you this before, are the people who get out of college with a master's degree in economics and then spend their life crawling on their bellies for shekels uh, to buy themselves a McMansion. Uh, those are the ones who should be kicking themselves in the ass now, uh, not you. Uh, you know, regardless of what you did when you were in the military, you thought you were doing the right thing. Everything you knew, everything you grew up with, the, the newspapers, the school, the government, everybody told you you were doing the right thing. How were you supposed to know? Uh, let me tell you something. I, I, when I was young... I was pretty cruel dude and pretty crazy dude. Uh, I think I would have went to fight in Vietnam just for the hell of it, you know. Or, uh, if it was, I was 21, 22 now, I think I'd be in the Ukraine uh, fighting for gay rights with the Jewish Nazis uh, just to go to combat and test your mettle in it. Uh, yeah, that's what a man does. A man doesn't crawl on his belly for shekels and dream of living in a McMansion. This is this is this is how we've been conned. Uh, you gotta be proud of yourself and stop kicking yourself in the ass about this. And consequently, this is going to be our, our veterans today. Uh, we'll, now we'll, we'll talk a little bit about the government, obviously, because we, uh, you know, this is a post-election day broadcast. Uh, well, I knew the elections were going to be fixed, and uh, obviously they were. I mean, Pennsylvania was sending a retard to the Senate. Uh, how that guy won? If he got 2% of the vote, I'd be surprised. Uh, are you telling me everybody in Pennsylvania is retarded, too? Uh, are you telling me black people like getting shot at in Philadelphia? Are you telling me they like garbage all over the streets in the urban? No. 
Now, I, I also, my cousin Michael put up something with uh, the New York results, the New York. Now, that, that Hoochel or whatever her name is, she's a, f a, a fishwife, a fishwife. Uh, she won that election against, uh, what the hell was his name? This is my cousin's friend, uh, Zeldin. Uh, Zeldin was a rhino anyway. I mean, uh, he was the one protecting Black, Black Lives Matter in King's, uh, King's uh, Park when they were having all those uh, near riots, and they did have one the first day. And the police is the only thing that saved their asses. All, all, all the ex-cops were there with the bikers. They were, and and uh, there was like 400 of them. I, didn't, I got there the next day after that. They beat the hell out of a few of them, too. Uh, and of course, CNN ran that story for two weeks. But after that, they had police protection, and they shut down the town, and Zeldin's the one who supplied it. So it's no loss that he lost that election. But nobody liked this old show. And uh, Michael showed, the, the guy Michael showed was showing the results, and the results are the same. They cut and pasted the results. Uh, they, they copied and pasted it. Uh, when we got, they were the exact same amount of votes, uh, the exact uh, ratios for, for, for county after county, whether small, large, it didn't make a difference. Hey, in New York, well, why bother counting the votes when you can just copy and paste them? You know? <coughs> we... we Never really had free elections anyway. Uh, I mean, I, 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 I guess we did when they knew they couldn't get away with it, uh, when the stuff in ballot boxes. Uh, I, I live here in Tennessee, and uh, my concern only was local politics. And uh, the, Here in Tennessee, I think we had the largest landslide in the country. Uh, our governor won. He had 65% of the vote to the Democratic candidates, 32%. I mean, it was, a, it was a slaughter. It was a pure slaughter. But they're, they're not going to try that stuff in Tennessee. I mean, Tennessee has a reputation for, you know, uh, fixed elections don't fly in Tennessee. There's a movie about it. Bill, do you remember the name of the movie? No, like not a... Where they broke into the armory and had the big shootout. It's pretty close to here, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But they're not going to do that in Tennessee. Uh, so that's, that's why I moved here. That's why I moved here. This is the best place for me, a person like me, to make my stand. Uh, I, I don't know what's going to happen in Georgia. Uh, we have a, an animal. That woman is an animal. What's her name again? That's Stacey Abrams? What? Where did they find her? You talk about ghetto. And she's running against a sports star who was admired by millions. Herschel Walker was everybody's hero. No, she she's not the one running against. Oh, she's not running against Herschel Walker. No. Oh, okay. no, it's some other guy that it's about the same as her, except he's he's a male. Okay, okay. Well, like I said, Bill's going to carry this conversation because I, I, really, I, I, you know, all I'm concerned about is my governor stays the same. Uh, this guy, the first thing, first words out of his mouth when they said they were going to start injecting children and stuff is. Uh, he tweeted, it's not happening in Tennessee. So, yeah. Bill Lee, I hope, I, Lee, uh, Governor Lee, I hope you spend the rest of your life in office. You're a good man. You're a good man. Uh, the rest of these animals, I, you know, I really have very, even DeSantis, I know he's playing both ends against the middle. Uh, I mean, you know, this guy's definitely, a, yeah, you're going to find out he's a globalist. You wait. He's going to run against Trump, uh, or they're going to run together, whichever way. 
it said you win, uh, heads I win, tails you lose. That's what that 24, 24 election is going to be. Uh, and then you got Arizona. I really like that woman, Carrie Lake. I, I, I think she lost. I, I didn't even check the results, but I hear she lost. Uh, nope. Did she lose? The results aren't in they yet. They aren't in yet. That's another thing. Uh, they had a big fiasco with the. Of course, the machines broke down all over the country. Uh, in Arizona, there was people who never got the vote. Uh, lines a quarter mile long. I have pictures and tweets of it in, uh, in the post I did yesterday. Uh, uh, fixed elections, what a surprise in the brief. Uh, like I said, I'm really, uh, you know, I'm not going to sit here and dwell on it because I know that, first of all, you get away with installing a guy like Joe Biden into the presidency. There's nothing, why, why on earth would you ever hold another fair election if you got away with that? Uh, I mean, you could do whatever you want. You just proved it to yourself, so, you know. Uh, I, I, I don't see any kind of national election ever again being fair. And uh, I, I think the only, only solution is succession. I really do. Bill, you want to take it from there? Okay. Yeah, there's uh, several things that I wanted to touch on. Uh, thank you for your uh, observations of Veterans Day. That's a good place for me to start. Uh, Veterans Day to me, having a, a military ID card in my pocket since I was born, born into an Army family, and, uh, did 32 years with an ID card, either active duty or reserve, and then still carrying an ID card, a retired ID card, and subject to the Uniform Code of Military Justice for another six months. Um, there's a lot to be said about why someone goes into the military. Um, the draft up until that was eliminated in 74, 75, um, had something to do with a lot of guys going in the military and, and the ones who did and went and did what they had to do in Vietnam those guys uh, became my heroes later in life. Early on, it was all the John Wayne, Richard Widmark, uh, you name a star from the 40s and 50s, and, and they were making war movies. Um, and everybody wanted a John Wayne picture when they were in Iraq or Afghanistan or Vietnam. Uh, something to make you look good. But in reality, those who stayed past their two years and the majority of those who were drafted felt that they were not going into the military for the government's sake. And this is something very near and dear to my heart. Um, the government is not the nation. The nation is this group of people we call the United States of America. And as you get farther and farther away from that, back toward your family, because you've got your government, you've got your nation, then you have your states, 
and you have your counties and within the counties you have your friends and you have your family and you have your church and you have the people you work with and and it gets a lot closer when those people are threatened threatened by bullshit from the media or in reality threatened by Vladimir Putin and showing a picture of his finger over the button or Xi Jinping and, and his tanks rolling into Taiwan. Well, those things can and are threats. They're political threats, but they're physical threats. And in my mind, someone who responds to that threat by taking up arms <coughs> and standing in a line with other brothers and sisters who have taken up arms, they're a special breed of person. They are selfless. They wish to protect that wife, that husband, those children, their family. They wish to protect the way of life in their community. And some of them give their lives doing that. Others become very, very uh, reticent upon their return, especially when they start doing uh, the research and get a little more wisdom under their belt. There's a reason why the majority of wars are fought by young men. Young men don't have the wisdom to see that those wars are caused by old men looking for profit and to steer humanity in a particular direction. But the whole point there being, my whole point in that diatribe is that when someone stays in the military past their first enlistment, there's something that grows in their heart. And that, that which grows in their heart is the desire to protect family and friends. Ask a, <laughs> ask a cop why he does what he does. Some of them do it for money. Some of them do it for schooling. Some of them do it, do it because they're crazy killers. The vast, by and large, majority of them are doing it to protect their community. And that's the same reason somebody goes in the military and stays in the military. Their heart becomes the heart of a protector. And, and to ensure that the way of life that they and their family enjoyed continues and that's something we see today why did a revolutionary in 1777 pick up arms why did my great grandfather <coughs> pick up arms during the civil war um, because they were coming for his family they were coming for his land that's what it's all about, is to stand in that line and say, you will not go past me. And if you have to kill me to go past me, then so be it. But you're not going past me to my family. That's what it comes down to. And today, the celebration, somewhat, of the end of World War I, which was then shifted to a day to celebrate all veterans, um, is a good day to remember that whatever you did, however you did it,
it was for your family, for your friends. It wasn't for some asshole sitting in Washington, D.C. You were of a mind that it was a requirement that somebody stand in that line between whatever enemy it is and your family, friends, and your way of life. That being said, I noticed that uh, the media, this wonderful media that we have out there, have in no way, shape, or form provided any instances of veteran the, the veteran special nature today. I got up this morning like every morning, drank my coffee, and started flipping through different news sites. And I use news aggregators in addition to flipping through your broadcast three-letter agencies out there, all these different people who produce what's supposed to be news. And I didn't see shit about Veterans Day. I didn't see anything. The only place I saw anything about Veterans Day this morning in an hour and a half of reading the news and checking uh, all the social media sites was on Facebook. And you know who was posting on Facebook? All of my friends that put on a uniform. They're the ones that are celebrating Veterans Day. The United States government be damned. The United States government is so full of bullshit. Uh, you know, the, the entire purpose of a military is the protection of the way of life and the nation. And after World War I, they decided there wasn't going to be any pensions for the military. And veterans from World War I marched on Washington, D.C. What happened to them? They got shot. By MacArthur, wasn't it? He was one of the ones involved. Um, the, the, the key here is veterans have always, go back and read some of the writings from Roman times, veterans have always been the ones that will be called upon and celebrated when there's a war and when there's a fight needs to be made. And as soon as that fight's over, you're a veteran? Oh, well, okay. And, and nobody seems to care that, that you gave a portion of your life, in my case, the majority of my adult life, for them. People don't seem to care about that. And the government and the, the politicians would just as soon, if it wasn't an election year, they would just as soon you go away and shut up. And, and that's the feeling that most veterans have, is that, that nobody wants to hear it. The Veterans Administration, I spent eight years fighting that organization as a representative for veterans. And Congress has as much to do with what happens at the Veterans Administration as the director of the Veterans Administration does. Because Congress is the one that tells the, them what to do, uh, in addition to, of course, our illustrious uh, president, who's out there a bit. Um, <laughs> so anyway, 
um, don't go away. Veterans, hold on to that feeling that you are the one that's standing with others between your family and friends and your community and that which would destroy those things. And in these days and times, it's Republicans, Democrats, Russians, Chinese, cabals, whatever you want to call them, there's a bunch of people that want to change your way of life. And if you're a veteran, you already know in your heart what it takes. It takes standing up. It takes taking a stand. And that is where we're at today. Um, between Jack and I, we've taken a lot of stands, and I will continue to stand. Uh, and, and there's some other things we're going to get into today besides Veterans Day, but to all my brothers and sisters in arms, know that you're always, always in our hearts. Too many, too many have died for the sake of the bullshit that we see around us today. If, if the Vietnam veterans had to fight so that somebody could say, um, I'm going to change the gender of my child at eight years old, you can bet those veterans would have turned right around on that government and we would be in a different situation we are. Um, but there's other things that we want to talk about a little bit, too. Uh, we'll talk some about the election. We'll talk some about agriculture. And uh, we'll talk about the media some. Uh, one of the things that I recognized this morning, uh, again, reading the news, is everybody's all involved, in at least in this country, uh, the national media, with um, the elections. What was it that was so hot in the media for the last six months? China, Russia, Russia, China, right? What's going on? Don't see any headlines from them yesterday or today. What, it, nothing went different. Nothing is different in those countries today. Um, but the media and the media driver behind that is uh, making you think it's not important. In the run-up to the election, I, I could have told you that they were going to beat the drums on China. They had to beat the drums on China as part of their, their uh, political rhetoric, their electioneering. Um, and, and that is a real good indicator after... 50-some years of reading and watching the news, um, that everything they're telling us and everything we're experiencing has a political bent to it. Shortages, supply lines being cut, energy being cut, that all has a political bent, and it has a greed attached to it. And that's really where we're at with the entire situation with the media other than um, the election side of it. Now, Jack touched on a couple of things, that uh, a couple of races, 
Arizona for one, um, Pennsylvania for another, New York, Georgia. Uh, these races, it just it is beyond belief. Therefore, it must come back to corruption. Um, it's beyond belief that they can't get the votes counted in a day. Every other state can. Um, Florida had it by midnight. And Biden come on and told you they weren't going to count them the day before they even did it. There's another indicator right there. The individual states and state legislatures are in charge of this whole situation other than the date that is set and the requirements as set by the Constitution to be a representative or a senator. Other than that, it comes down to the states. And some states have laws that they have to release the results and be complete and certify those results by midnight of the day of election. And then other states, they, they've got laws that say, well, we, we will keep counting until such time as we think all of our mail-in ballots and absentee ballots are in. Well, that's bullshit. If somebody can't get up or can't call their neighbor or their neighbor doesn't go to their door and knock on their door and say, hey, do you want to go vote? Then why? Why, why do we even have mail-in voting? Uh, if you're too lazy to get your ass up and vote, then you deserve what you get. There should be no mail-in voting except for uh, uh, military personnel that are stationed overseas. That's what it's intended for. It's not intended for people who are, are not even living in this country to vote. If you're not living in this country, what the hell business do you have voting uh, about this country? You know? Uh, this whole thing with the mail-in ballots is another excuse, another way that they're going to fix an election more easily. We've had discussions about chain of custody before, and, and wh where would you have a, a more important chain of custody than in your vote? Um, you know, and, and anyway, um, you know, the Arizona and their uh, lack of ability to meet the requirements. They knew what was coming. They knew who was going to vote and how many people were going to vote. And then you got other states that mail every single person on their voter rolls a mail-in ballot. That's such bullshit. Um, they, there's just no way to track it. And I, I told Jack last week, and I've told him several times, that I really think, ultimately, we need to have a voting system like they had in Iraq. You walk in... You make your vote, and you put your finger in a bucket of purple ink so that you can only vote once. And if you can't get your butt up to go vote, well, then you deserve what you can get. It's that simple. Um, you know, the, the fights that are going on between Democrats and Republicans, I got a solution to all of that, especially for House races. Um, but that's coming later. That's coming later. I'll, I'll do a separate podcast with regard to um, where I think things are going to go as, as a transition period. Um, but uh, it comes down to you need an everyman for president. 
and that'll be the title of my podcast, Every Man for President. And with that, I'll turn it back over to Jack and let him give us some thoughts here. Well, I really like that, Every Man and Every Man for President. Uh, when was the last time we had an Every Man as a President? I don't think we've ever had an Every Man as a President. Uh, well, uh, uh, some of you love Donald Trump. That's the antithesis of an Every Man. Born with a platinum golden spoon in his mouth, and uh, you know, at least that's the part he played. And a, a billionaire with uh, hotels all over the world. Is, is that what you want running the country? It's bad enough we have billionaires running running this country on the down low. Well, we need one in the White House too, and and his successor. Uh, uh, well, this didn't. Uh, there's nothing. He's a lifetime politician. He's never. I don't think the guy's ever had a job. Uh, uh, we need to get guys. Other than running his local family, which is a crime family. Yeah, well, yeah, he's got. He's a good godfather. I'm sure he would have. He, he would have been good back in the day in New York City, you know. Uh, but uh, he's never. He's never worked in his life. He's never had a fight in the schoolyard in his life. Uh, he's never never served. He's never done anything. What you know? I don't even think the guy is qualified to be uh, run for office. To tell you the truth, uh, I I wouldn't vote for him to be dog catcher. Uh, I, I, I want to see guys you know that that, that, that did something. Uh, he either did something uh, in, the, in in life, did something in the military. I I I, I want guys with life experiences uh, and. We are sadly, sadly lacking that in the Congress and in the Senate. Uh, uh, I want somebody who's got some skin in the game. Yeah. You know, right. a, a man who's got a business, that's got a family. Those things that are important, they give them a reason besides money to do what they're doing in, in Washington, D.C. Well, I... I, I a business, but not the type of business like John, Donald Trump purports to run a, a billion-dollar hotel chain. I, I don't need. I, I don't need guys like uh, like Bill Gates, or uh, should should actually be being tried for uh, mass murder right now. Or Jeff Bezos, who, who's made billions, billions off of this COVID scam. I don't. I don't want them anywhere near a government position. Uh, I, I, but I, you take a guy like my cousin. I tried to tell this kid a long time ago to run for office. Uh, he was instead his friend Zeldin ran for office and lost. But Andrew was the one who really got them on the map because he had fought the school board, and it was uh, Andrew's my cousin, and uh, it was all over the news and stuff because they had tried to uh, to dox the kids from Kings Park School uh, for uh, they were passing around dirty pictures of, of a girl in a party. And they were trying. They were trying to make a federal case out of this. And Andrew went down to the school, and, and before he knew it, all the cameras from all, all the news stations were there. That's what really put them all on the map. And uh, Zeldin, of course, being Jewish, he took advantage of it and got office, uh, got his office. But I guess he got the, he didn't get the governorship. But these these are the guys you need, like my cousin, to run for office. Uh, you know, guys, guys that just have a simple business, man. Uh, and, and, you know, they work themselves up. And, uh, not, not guys that were born with a business. I'm talking about guys who actually made something out of nothing. 
Because at this point in America, we, we are nothing, so somebody's going to have to make something out of nothing in this country. Uh, either that or, or the other option being succession. I, I prefer, prefer succession. Because I'll tell you, every time I look at those newscasters, I look at somebody like Joyce Reeds, I, I don't want to live in a country with a Joyce Reed or anybody who listens to her. I, I, I want to stomp your guts out, Joyce Reed. I'm sorry. Uh, you know, I, I see white people getting thrown in front of subway trains. I see white people getting beat up on, in, the, in subway. That's on you, Joyce Reed. You're a mass murderer, and you belong in jail. You belong in... You, you, no, no, you should be executed, Joyce Reed, and the rest of the... And all the rest <laughs> of you instigators and race baiters. You've destroyed this country, and I don't want to live with you. It's that simple, and I want a civil war. I, I want one now, before I'm too old to stick a bayonet through one of you, because that's, that, that would be my greatest pleasure in life. That would be my greatest pleasure in life. I can't stand you. All right, Bill. That's <laughs> that, that may, and that's a good lead-in, but there, there's another option besides uh, civil war, secession. Um, and that option is with uh, the political rhetoric flying back and forth between Russia, China, and the United States. Um, I think the United States is very much on the decline. And for survival's sake, I wouldn't put it past them to, to start throwing nukes around, thinking that the United States federal government will continue on as, as ever uh, in the manner in which they've been operating, should that occur. Um, I got a, a lot of thoughts about that, but I don't think that if they started a full-scale nuke attack between uh, well, whoever started it. But if it went and escalated to the point where Washington, D.C. was no more, and those places where the federal officials went and hid, um, I don't think they would survive anyway. I don't think anybody's, well, about 10% would survive it, maybe. But that 10% will be some of your oddball places in the nation. Uh, places like Crossville, Tennessee, <laughs> and uh, um, Texas, Arkansas, those kinds of states, they'll survive. Uh, and their state governments will likely survive uh, much more so than the, the federal government will. And so therefore, when everybody's wondering who to go to, who's the authority, it's going to come down to the states. And if the state is destroyed, it's going to come down to your community, um, your county government. And if that those people aren't around, then you're going to be on your own. And it's going to come down to your local groups, people that you associate with, uh, that will band together to survive. Uh, again, that's uh, for another podcast, but uh, I really think that it, the resolution to all of the problems we have is getting rid of Washington, D.C. And I've been saying that for at least 20 years. 
Um, if we get rid of Washington, D.C. And, and redo the, the federal-state relationships, we will uh, be much better off. It wasn't intended to have a huge central government. Uh, the founders didn't see it as such. And the belief that the federal government is the be-all and end-all, well, enjoy your lives, folks, because you're going to be slaves to it. That's just it. We're, we're in a country where uh, the woke want to be slaves, man. They, they, they like it. Uh, they, all they want is to be is safe. They don't want any responsibility. No, they want to get a check every month or every week. Uh, they want to fornicate with, with children and, and probably farm animals. Didn't want get, uh, get monkeypox, get monkeypox to his dog. This is, these people are disgusting. Uh, and, and, and they've been given a voice by, by again, by the media. Uh, well, yeah, the minority has to rule the majority, and, and the way to keep everybody separated is, is use the media to make a little minor problem major. Right, right. Well, they may, like I said, we, we, have a, uh, we have a small group of homosexuals, and this is not even all homosexuals, mind you. As, uh, many, many gay men are, are perfectly responsible uh, citizens. Look at, I told you, Glenn Greenwald is one of the best journalists. He, I think he is the best journalist out there. Uh, he's gay. Uh, they don't all want to sleep with children, but the ones that do have taken over, what is LGB, what I, I don't keep track the, of. The pedophiles have taken over uh, pushing their agenda. The gay, right, the gay rights movement. Oh. It's, they're, they're not speaking for all. How, how, how do you gays as a responsible citizens feel to have these animals, these perverts? Uh, okay, I'm heterosexual, okay? I don't want a rapist speaking for me, you know? Uh, a rapist is a pervert. Uh, they belong in jail. Uh, and, and that's basically what you got speaking for your, your uh, gay community now. And it goes on from there. What about black people? You know, I, I lived in plenty of black neighborhoods. I, I stayed in Harlem. I, I, you know, I, I, I was the only white guy on the street at 3 o'clock. You're perfectly safe, man. You know, black people, a lot of them are all about all, law and order. Uh, they want a, they want law and order, and they, 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 who's been pushed to the forefront? These these, these malcontents like Joy Reid and, and and the rest of these animals they're putting on TV. Everything's a white person's fault. Everything's racist. Every, everything's got to come down to a racial issue, divide and conquer. And now we got you got to the point where 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 whites are no longer safe in the cities. Keep them uh, separated. Uh, so. You know, and that leads to a breakdown in the black community and law and order in the black communities. So who, who really suffers the brunt of this? It's not the whites. It's not the whites, I'll tell you, because the whites, the, mo the majority of them are in rural areas. I'll tell you right now, I live in Crossville. You know, if, if you see a black person during the course of the day, you might want to go bet the lottery or something. You're lucky. Uh, you know, this, this, it's solid white in a lot, most of your rural areas. Uh, they, they're not worried about any of this stuff. 
it's these 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 uh, urban urban white dwellers that that, that really are, and blacks because now their neighborhoods are crime riddled. They can't take the train. They're getting thrown in front of trains too. Uh, you know, uh, they can't open up a store. They walk in there. They loot everything. Uh, uh, businesses in Philadelphia are closing down. The, the, a business, one of the main chains that started in Philadelphia is leaving it now. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure all the black people in Pennsylvania voted for Fetterman, right? That, that's an insult to black intelligence. That's what it is. And they're depending, they're depending on you to take that, to lie down and take that. Uh, I, like I said, I, I'm not really, I'm not a political animal. Bill follows this a lot more than I do. Uh, I, I, I had my fill of it when I seen what they did with my sister. I know how they operate, and I know they're corrupt. Uh, as, as a matter of fact, uh, my my sister's husband, Jeffrey Fulmer, he, they, they gave him a position in the environmental, uh, in the government. He was the top dog in New York, and he resigned. He couldn't stand them. He ended up divorcing her and going back to West Virginia. He... He's, he, he thought that they were the dirtiest, filthiest people on the face of the earth. And uh, he wanted nothing to do to them, do with them, to the point where he actually, you know, he inherited some money in West Virginia in a farm. He went back there. He went, and, you know, he sends money to my daughters every Christmas and their birthdays. And you don't hear from them anymore. And we were a very close family. He wanted nothing to do with politics, and that's the way I feel about it. Like Bill was saying right now, it's your county that really matters. You know who's the most important person in your community? And I've been saying it for two years now. You're sheriff, and, and after you're sheriff, it's your governor. Yeah, since you were in Richmond. Yeah, well, I've seen it in action. I've seen it in action. Uh, you know, they, they try to underplay what happened in Richmond. I, I mean, it was close to 100,000 people armed to the teeth. They were armed better than the IDF. Uh, you didn't take our guns? I, I mean, and who led this? Who led this? The sheriffs. It was all led by the sheriffs. And uh, so I seen, uh, how do you say it? Posse comatose? Posse, comat posse comatatus. Well, I seen Posse Comitatus in action, so, and I, 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 I was very impressed. I am convinced and I am a believer. Go ahead, Bill. Well, it's a couple of things that, that occur to me. Um, one is, is the media, especially in, the, in this election cycle, um, and although historically it, I think they've done it in many election cycles. Uh, about two weeks ago, all of the, the major media outlets started saying, we're going to have a red wave. The Republicans are going to take 70% of every race, and on and on and on. And that has a, a certain effect, especially on those who are inherently lazy. Uh, that effect is, if you're a Democrat, it says to you personally, I'm going to have to go vote because I've got to counter what's going on. So it mobilizes the Democrats when they say the Republicans are going to win two weeks before the election. That mobilizes all the Democrats to make sure that they're going to get out and vote. Well, the other side of that is because of people's laziness, you've got all the Republicans who would vote normally Republican going, well, I don't need to go to the polls. It's going to be a 
uh, he's a shoe in it's going to happen. I don't need to go. And so the reverse psychology there uh, is being utilized on the, the voters. And it's been that way as long as we've had. And how many people are going to go home? Everybody who's going to vote Republican, hush. Lake's going to win by a landslide anyway. But I need to stand here. Exactly. Exactly. And that's what they were banking on. And that's what the media does. They want the Democrats to win, so they'll tell the Republican voters. Ah, uh, don't bother going to the polls. You know, they're going to win by a landslide. Well, well, you can add to that the caveat that like they did in Arizona way. where you tell and, them the voting machines are broken the, down the and you're going to have to wait three hours in line to cast your vote. Moral fortitude to Everybody who's going to vote Republican, hush, Lake's going to win by a landslide anyway. Well, I need to stand here for three hours. You deserve what you get. And that's what they were, that's the game they were playing there moral character thing. Uh, you know, there, there are few people in our lives that we meet who have a strong, strong character. Um, and, and the values that make up a strong character uh, are things that, that most of us look for in our friends and family. Uh, and, and you choose to be with those folks who have a strong moral character in the sense of your strong moral character. The problem we have today is parents, both parents are working, both parents come home from work, they're tired, they're beat, they, they really don't want to do anything except eat dinner and maybe watch an hour of TV and go to bed. How much interaction is that with their children? Oh, the schools take care of all of that. School did me okay, right? Well, that uh, development of moral character, the family's development of moral character uh, is sorely lacking. We see it all around us. What values do, do we have shown to us through the media? when all they want to do is separate people. Well, the blacks are against the whites and we're gonna, the whites are suppressing the blacks so the blacks have to rise up. Well, all this bullshit, um, when it comes down to is, and Jack said this a couple weeks ago, regardless of what you think of the Christian church or the, the Jewish faith, um, or for that matter, um, the, any of the faiths, faith-based religions, at the, the surface level, they are all very good at teaching the ability to get along with others. Now, as you get deeper into them, they, they have that separation mentality as well. But the basics that Ten Commandment basics, if you will, uh, something that goes all the way back to Gilgamesh and the, and the story of King Gil Gilgamesh. Um, all of those things are still there to be taught, but we're seeing the result of not teaching that. We see the result of not teaching moral character in schools. You're a boy, you're a girl. That's it. 
There is no in-between. And now they want to teach them in schools that you can be any letter of the alphabet you want. Or they can be a furry, Bill. Or you can be a Furby. Uh, you know, and, and they're actually suing school districts because the teacher didn't allow the child to be the Furby. Give me a fucking break. Couldn't meow back to the teacher like a cat. <laughs> you know, I, I get in trouble. Now, I've got, by other folks' views, I've got pretty good moral character and good standing, but I sure talk like a sailor, and I will not um, allow others to put upon me without a response. And those are things that are of strong character. If you are gonna sit back and, and do nothing and, and let this shit go on, where's your character at? Who are you? What values do you have? Do you value family? Do you value your community? Do you value your way of life? If those things are not valuable to you and, and you don't have any strength to stand up, you might as well just crawl in a grave because you're just wasting air. Develop moral character. Strengthen yourself to, and know what you want. Do you want just what the government's going to give you or do you want more? Do you want to enjoy your life? Do you want to see things and be effective? Do you want to care and, and help others when they're in need? Those are all points of character. And if people don't start waking up and realize that the suppression and the, and the hiding of those things that develop good character um, is what's happening, the separation of humans so that they don't get along is ongoing. And, and that keeps the people in power in power because they're all on one sheet of music. If we had a moral character uh, that was common, as once did, it becomes more important. You know, and, and Ronald Reagan said it best at the UN when he was talking about UFOs. You want to see the, the world come together, face an off-world threat the entire planet would come together. Makes sense to me, but only if the people have character. Mike K made a comment uh, yesterday, and I agree 100% with you, Mike, if you're <coughs> listening to this. Uh, it's hard not to think that we're under attack by some alien entity watching the actions of, uh, of uh, our leadership. Uh, here, here. Uh, I, I, I often wonder myself, uh, have we already been invaded? Uh, are, they, are, they, are they just euthanizing us uh, uh, so we don't notice, uh, you know, like the frog uh, being turned up to a boil? Uh, I don't see any other logical explanation for, for the actions of, of elevating people like Klaus Schwab, uh, Yuval Noah Harari, Bill Gates to, to the status of, of uh, heroes and, and uh, uh, sages, you know. Well, when you've looked at all of the potential causes and reasons for shit, 
and eliminated all of the other aspects and the other reasons and, and probable causes, uh, that which is improbable is quite likely the most possible. Uh, I, I, I just, uh, you know, I, I don't want to come out and say that. Mike did. <laughs> uh, sometimes that's just the way it appears to me. Uh, and uh, it comes back to what Bill's saying. If you're going to prevent being a boiled frog, uh, you better have character. And you better understand that if you do nothing, you're going to be frog legs, man. That's what you're going to be. Uh, and, and everything you <laughs> knew and loved, frog legs. <laughs> Go ahead, Bill. Uh, well, the, the last, well, there's two last things I want to bring up um, as we finish up for today. Um, we're going to start uh, several new things over the next couple of months, uh, both in the podcast and on the websites. Uh, one of the things that we have coming is a master gardener uh, to talk about um, getting started, taking care of your food needs. Um, that was very, we ran a piece like that and it was very well received and uh, we want to go more. And you can do it on a patio. Um, you, you can grow uh, enough to supplement your income and ensure that you're getting fresh food and you know where it's coming from on a small patio. I've seen it done at, at 6,000 feet um, in Denver, Colorado. Uh, it, it's crazy what you can do if you do it. But you have to turn the TV off to do it. You have to turn the radio off to do it. You have to get off of Facebook to do it. You have to do the things. You can't expect it to happen immediately. And then the metaphysical benefits of, of actually raising up a plant and touching the soil are, are another aspect we'll go into in, in our future. Um, we're also, we've seen a lot of response to uh, astrological alignments and I've got my thoughts on astrological alignments and aliens we're going to have an astronomist too um, astrologers we've got an astrologer coming on to do an article for us um, so those things are coming in our future uh, if you like what you heard today and you like what we produce and the information we put out and, and um, you agree with the, the observations or if you disagree let us know in the comments, but definitely share our material. Uh, this is, uh, these feelings that we have and we share are common among most of us, but nobody's saying it. And the more we say it, the more we're gonna effectively touch that leadership who will um, stand up and run for their county commissions and their city councils and, and state legislatures. And then maybe, just maybe, uh, if we make some changes in the political systems, uh, we might get some candidates who will be concerned about you and me and Jack and our families as opposed to their pockets. Well, that's, that's, that's exactly what I'm talking about with this, this alien thing that Mike was talking about. You know, like I said, I, I, even in my youth, I was... I was a pretty evil dude, I guess, uh, but still, I, I always had empathy for my fellow human being. I recently ran an article about how I 
became a felon working with Geraldo Rivera. Uh, you know, and that was what I wanted to give back to my community. I, I, People need to read your book about that one. I, I mean, how can you not have a conscience? How can you look at, at, at a five-year-old child and, and let a, a sexual predator have their way with them? Uh, how can you watch somebody on TV who's promoting a race war? Uh, or, or watch a president groping a 12-year-old. Right. That's in your face. That's in your face. It's like you're being mocked. Uh, I, 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 I don't understand where, where that, that element of, of our, our society is coming from, and I never will, and I'm happy I won't. So we're, we're going to end up on it. Are we, what, are we close to an hour now, huh, Bill? Well, let me just say one final thing about the, and I'll pick up where I left uh, started. Uh, you guys, I'm going to start erasing your comments. You're kicking yourself in your ass in the ass for being serving, and you know because I, I started writing for veterans today because I admired your fortitude and, and, and the fact that you would uh, you would do something that 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 you know. Uh, didn't have to do it yourself. That you you actually had a social conscience, and and that that you weren't afraid. You weren't afraid to put your life on the line about something. To me, that makes you the salt of the earth. That makes you better than 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 the guy who uh, goes into politics or goes into the stock market uh, and and simply spends their entire life striving for the almighty shekel, crawling on their bellies. You know, stop kicking yourself in the butt. This is your day. Be proud of it. Go have a couple of beers with your fellow soldiers at a bar, or go, I don't know, go do something. Go do something with, with, with guys like yourself. Because uh, there's a lot of yous out there, and uh, maybe yous ought to start organizing. I keep telling you, I'm no organizer, neither is Phil. We're not organizers. But I know there's some organizers out there. I, I mean, I've seen my sister organize the most powerful environmental uh, organization in the world. Uh, too bad she, we can't get her on side, but she's woke. But, uh, and she's older now. But uh, it can be done. It just takes, takes somebody who's got the knack and the ability to do it. Uh, somebody got to step forward and, and organize this all because we are not the minority. Well, ladies and gentlemen, listeners, readers, friends and family out there, we wish you a, uh, a safe and happy Veterans Day. Um, although, like Memorial Day, there are a lot of other memories that come up. Know that we're here, we're together in spirit. And as an organizer, uh, if you are one, start local, start building. We'll help you in. Yeah, contact us. We'll, and, and we'll, we'll let, we'll right let the world know. Yeah. We'll let the world know. Um, thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us for today's Conversations from the Porch. To view and listen to Jack's work, subscribe at jackhart.substack.com. We hope you found today's conversation interesting and informative. Join us next time for Jack Hart's Conversations from the Porch.